From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm your co-host today, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and usually my other co-host is Dr. Relly Nadler. And we're your leadership development coaches. We've helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. Today, we're very pleased to feature Leslie Morgan Steiner. She's the editor of the LA Times best-selling Mommy Wars and writes On Balance, the popular daily Washington Post online column about working motherhood. Her newest book, Crazy Love, is causing a huge wave focused on abuse. She has taken her messages from the newsroom to the boardroom across the country where her work is being celebrated by people everywhere. In today's program, Leslie Morgan Steiner will share her insights on being a top performer and being a writer for top performers based on her best-selling books, The Mommy Wars and Crazy Love. Before we bring Leslie on, you know that Relly and I always like to bring you fact-based information about leadership development, and we want to make sure all of you know that you can increase your performance by as much as 77% while increasing your life and professional satisfaction with as much as 50%, and that we, we mean by that by increasing your professional satisfaction by as much as 50% with coaching involved. Leaders have about, oh gosh, 50 to 70% influence over their climate and the climate of their team, and you know that emotions are contagious. And so leaders are the emotional thermostat for their teams. The key to being a star performer in today's challenging environment is someone who is performing in the top 10% using emotional intelligence. As you know, when leaders move up the ladder, their emotional intelligence has to move with them. And we also know that when coaching is added to training, a person's productivity is enhanced by more than 88%, while training alone is about 22%. So small micro-initiatives using coaching, emotional intelligence, and positive psychology strategies can really have very profound impacts. If you want to learn more about emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence coaching, you can go to www.truenorthleadership.com for Dr. Relly Nadler. His books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps can be found there. And if you'd like more information on the science of happiness, you can go to www.h2cleadership.com for happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching services. We want to um, bring Leslie on as soon as we can and start talking to her about her innovative, breakthrough thinking on the ideas of both being a working mother and the possibilities of overlooking the possibility you might have for being in an abusive relationship or being abused by others. And, of course, you know in every show we like to teach you something about developing yourself and a person as a leader, what happy companies know about performance something about emotional intelligence, brain and neuroscience, contributions to being a top performer, generation and gender differences, 
work-life balance practices, any kind of strategy to manage yourself or those around you, and self-management tools to be your best. So we're going to bring on our guest, Leslie Morgensteiner, and talk to her more about these self-management strategies, which she's been writing about for some time in the L.A. Times best-selling Mommy Wars, in her column in the Washington Post called On Balance, and her new book, Crazy Love. She's a frequent national television and radio guest on NBC's Today Show, the Diane Rem Show on National Public Radio, MSNBC, Fox News, and other programs. Leslie is now a very happily married woman with three children living in Washington, D.C., and as a speaker, she's been acclaimed for her unique ability to blend her experience with her own authentic, inspiring style. She's been featured on all major radio and media outlets, and Leslie is also available for keynotes, radio, TV, and interactive workshops at www.lesliemorgensteiner.com. Welcome, Leslie. Thank you, Kathy. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's been an honor um, to uh, have met you in person at the Global YPOW uh, WPO program where we were together back in March, and I'm so so happy and thrilled that you've uh, agreed to come on and talk about your new book. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to work in the field of journalism. Well, starting when I was a very young child, pretty much as soon as I could read, I wanted to write. I wanted to be a writer. I just was very drawn to words. Uh, But I also (laughs) was really interested in business and how organizations functioned. So I was an English major in college and then um, got an MBA soon after that. And since then, I have blended a career of marketing and public relations with writing books. And I worked for Johnson & Johnson and the Washington Post for almost 20 years and uh, currently am focused more on writing books because um, the first book, Mommy Wars, did well enough that I could transition into writing a column and, and write more books. And it's been a very satisfying career to kind of go back and forth between the business and the writing. And let me ask you, um, in in that time when you were kind of making decisions about how to do this, you were also uh, a mommy yourself. <laughs> yes, I, I wrote Mommy Wars um, when I was working full-time at the Washington Post, and I had three kids under the age of five, and I would write every night from about nine until midnight after working a full day and taking care of three kids. I think what I learned from that is that if you, when you want to write a book, you be, can become very focused and high-performing. Yeah, it sounds like when you want to do anything, you can become very focused and high-performing. <laughs> right, right, yes. So uh, let me ask you uh, just another background question before we get into the meat of the issue here. And this is always one we ask our leaders who come to share their thoughts about being a top performer. Who've been most influential in your thinking and your writing and your work to date um, that you can really, really, really feel and see have had an impact on you? I think that over the the course of my entire life, um, the people who, this sounds like such a corny answer, but it's really true, are the teachers that I've had. Because I feel like teachers, starting in elementary school and high school and then definitely in college and business school, I think that people who are drawn to the teaching profession usually are able to see things in yourself that you can't see. And, um, you know, my high school English teacher predicted that I would have a career in business. And... uh, he didn't tell me this until much later, until I actually had a career in business. And I, I think that the, it, 
been such an incredible thing for me to have older, wiser adults who knew a lot about life um, cheering me on and kind of telling me I could do anything that I wanted. And so that's it. There's probably a group of about 15 professors along the way that really inspired me. Well, that's a that's a beautiful way to uh, kind of announce to the world the influence that all the people who've touched you have actually uh, been able to influence you. We had a another speaker on um, in the not-too-distant past. His name was Bruce Tolgin, and he talked about the X and the Y generation and how important it is that they have been um, brought through their career world um, with the, the idea of um, kind of self-actualization uh, uh, by their parents. So it sounds like you've been gifted with many people who have helped you self-actualize. I really have. And then I had, I had one critical boss when I, at, when I was at Johnson & Johnson. Who, he was the president of my company, and he was one of the first people in business who said to me, I want, I want to know what's in your head. Don't ever tell me what you think I want to hear um, or what you, other people have told you that is the right answer. All I want to know is what you really think, and that's really valuable to me. Aren't those the best leaders? Those are the ones who, it's like, you know, kind of the good news is good, but I think sometimes the bad news and the things that are really a challenge and, and make you struggle, make you better, um, are the ones that make us the, the real people who we become in life. I think that's really true, uh, and um, he was very important to me, and especially within a company like Johnson & Johnson, which is so hugely successful, but is also very corporate, um, and there, at places like that, there does tend to be quite an idea that there is a one right way to achieve success, and that boss just showed me that a much more entrepreneurial way, um, an individualistic way, and, and also a really a much more rewarding way to pursue a career. Um, and to, to to really value your your own voice. Um, in some ways, I think it ultimately led me back to the path of writing, because what was in it gave me the confidence to say, you know, what I think may, maybe it could be important enough that I could put it into a book and that people would buy it. Beautiful. And I'll tell you that brings us full circle to the subject we're going to talk about today, which are two hard topics, which you, uh, my friend, have done an outstanding job of creating memoirs around both for the working mom and um, and actually for the abused lover. So let's, um, let's talk a little bit about how you came to these topics. Can you explain a little bit about your interest in both of these special interest topics? And sure, how they sure. Came and thanks about? for those kind words, Kathy. It's very gratifying to hear that. Uh, Mommy Wars is a collection of 26 essays um, by very opinionated moms uh, writing about their decision to work or stay at home once they had children. I wouldn't know any of those women. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I came to Mommy Wars because as a relatively new mom myself and somebody who really fell quite strongly in the, you know, I, you can do it all, you can have a great career and raise your children and be very involved in their lives all at the same time, I was really curious about how different women were figuring it out and figuring out their own balance. And so I was drawn to get them together. And it, I always say that I could have flagged down the first 26 moms driving by my house uh, in their minivans because every mom has a great story. Motherhood is such an individualistic, personal thing to do, and everybody does it differently. Um, and I, at the time that I was writing Mommy Wars, it was published um, three years ago in 2006, it wasn't such an open subject. It was a little bit of a taboo subject. We were kind of most moms I knew were obsessed with being politically correct and not judging each other and not 
they took it too far and it meant they weren't even talking about their own choices. And the book Mommy Wars allowed people to really have candid conversations about the, the compromises um, they were facing and the sacrifices they were making uh, in order to work and raise kids at the same time. And how hard it is, no matter what your circumstances are, and how, no matter how supportive your husband is, or no matter what a great job you have, it's still hard work. And we, it became much harder for all of us when we were told by our society or decided among ourselves that we shouldn't talk about it. And I think Mommy Wars is really about being very candid um, and not saying to people, oh, my life is so perfect, my husband's wonderful, my kids are great, my job is wonderful, I'm just so lucky. But really, talking about how hard it is every day. And I loved doing that book. And I loved, I spent almost five years doing nothing but talking to moms um, about their lives. And it was very wonderful work. We know, Leslie, we're going to hold right there. Sure. We're going to ask our audience to stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. This is Leadership Development News, and we're talking to author Leslie Morgan Steiner. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. 
adding fractions is nothing. For real? Look, these are denominators. You multiply this one so that it's the same as that, then you add them up. Hey, that's easy. Charles Bennett dreamed of returning to the old neighborhood as a teacher. But without money for college, only half of his dream came true. He's back in the old neighborhood. Well, enough math. I got to deliver these sandwiches. Please support the United Negro College Fund. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. A message from the UNCF and the Ad Council. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. I'm your host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, our co-host, Dr. Relly Nadler is off today, so we are enjoying an all-girl conversation here with Leslie Morgan Steiner, author of her best new book, Crazy Love, and The Mommy Wars, which she's just talking about before the break. So, Leslie, let's come back to um, the 26 day-at-home uh, and career moms who you interviewed, and then you, you were going to tell us something about, um, I guess, uh, where you went with that. Well, the, the book itself... One of the wonderful things that I found about putting together Mommy Wars is that um, everybody was really interested in telling their own story but not necessarily criticizing or judging other women and their choices, which was very good news from my perspective. And the book, as a result, is not at all judgmental. It's just really candid, pretty much shockingly candid. Um, The things that the moms share in the Mommy Wars essays are things that, they never told their best friends and didn't tell their neighbors and sometimes didn't even tell their husbands. Right. The struggles they'd faced along the way in balancing career and family included infertility, infidelity, depression, anger, uh, sexual harassment, you know, single motherhood. It goes on and on and on. And I think I learned a really good lesson from that book that a key quality for happiness in your life, and and I think any kind of successful leadership, is being really candid with yourself and the people around you, and that it is an incredibly powerful um, quality. And there's a lot of honesty in Mommy Wars and then my subsequent book, Crazy Love, and it's also something that I use whenever I speak publicly. I I try to make it clear within the first few sentences that we're going to be really honest here. And People are always really energized by that, and I think that they're able to take home um, some truths about life that make them feel better about their own life and also make them feel really inspired to go forward and achieve whatever they have to achieve, whether it's in their work or their family or their health or just how they live their lives. Well, I couldn't agree with you more because I do believe that being honest, um, acknowledging that something has happened accurately, and as you say, you know, being candid, just the way you said it, creates a healing. It's an opportunity for someone to really reflect on, reflect on what happened and why and get past it. So bless your heart, you're, you're not only advocating that, you're teaching others how to do it as well. And it has amazing results. I mean, the, the books that I've written, I think you can see the results there, but I've also had a lot of professional experiences. Um, one, one type of example is that 
I took over the Washington Post magazine uh, in 2001, and the, the magazine had been losing money for many years. And we, within two years, we were making money. And the way that it turned around was really just being honest with the team working on the magazine mm-hmm. and saying, look, we're losing money. If we keep doing this, we are going to be shut down. We've got to all pull together. And that sort of simple rallying cry created a sense of teamwork and camaraderie and gave people a goal to go after, profitability, a pretty simple goal that you'd think that they would have had before, but nobody had really been candid with them before and said, this is, this is a bad situation. Um, and it was just uh, it was remarkable to me how, how even in a professional setting, people respond to that kind of honesty. Oh, absolutely. I, I cannot agree with you more. And um, although this is not about me or my books, of course, you know, in, in the What Happy Company notebook, we talked a lot about the companies that did well year after year were those who do exactly what you're saying. As a leader, when you took over, uh, the Washington Post was to be extremely dedicated to creating an environment where there was openness, where there was transparency, where people got it, and where they felt the heartfelt intentions of the leadership. So congratulations to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I think that that's totally true. Now, um, in uh, just before we get on to crazy love, which is such a juicy topic, um, in Mommy Wars, you know, you were celebrated on um, NBC television, uh, in the media, uh, you know, pretty much in every outlet that one could imagine. Uh, because you were so outspoken about what it took for women to really come back from um, being a little disconnected uh, from the workplace because, um, as you were saying during that time period, you know, we haven't changed a great deal, but we talk a lot uh, more about it than we used to. But um, you are actually one of the first people, uh, in, in my recollection of the, the research and the data for our new book, What Happy Working Mothers Know, and thank you for contributing to that. My to, pleasure. Yeah, to help us understand what are some of the smart tips for getting back on the career track. Can um, can we reflect on some of those mm-hmm. for a little bit? You know, the, the most important thing any time that you are starting or restarting a career or just interviewing for a new job is to project confidence. And... It's a really hard thing to do for anybody, but it's particularly hard for moms who have been staying home with kids because there are so many societal messages that say um, that raising kids is not valuable. It's, you know, it's not paid work. It's not real work. You're supposed to do it because you love your children, and moms really know that it's very hard work, but it's kind of denigrated in the, the work um, world. So... The, the, the biggest and most important thing is to have confidence when you go back um, to start interviewing and to looking for jobs. And there's nothing wrong with faking confidence if you don't have it. Um, and I think that your other female friends, especially the ones who are, are working or who never took a break from work, are your biggest allies uh, in doing that because they can help you put, put a resume together or find the right kind of jobs uh, in, for yourself in your area and put you through mock interviews, and even really simple things that are hard, like helping you um, figure out what sort of hairstyle to wear and clothes to wear. If you've been out of the workforce for a couple of years, you can feel really out of touch with it, and um, your female friends who are working can really help you tremendously. I also found in the research that I did that it helps a lot to stay in the same field that you were in before you had children. Um, to stay in the same geographic area. 
And also, it's very important to look for uh, full-time work when you go back. And most moms don't want full-time work when they go back um, because they want some measure of flexibility to be with their kids. But there are many more full-time jobs than part-time jobs. And it's it's better to find a full-time job with a really family-friendly company than it is to hold out for a part-time job because there are just so few of them. I think that's fabulous advice, and I think our mutual friend, uh, Allison O'Kelly at MomCorps would agree with you, and she does a great job of helping those moms find those jobs. I know. MomCorps is a great, great place. Yeah, we're going to be speaking down there uh, this spring, so we're very excited oh, that's to, great. to be a part of their program. Now, um, you, uh, you used the word um, in some of your articles, uh, SAMS, S-A-H-M-S. Maybe you can tell our um, listening audience what that means. Well, that's really a, a, a shorthand term that comes from my um, my blogging days at on Mommy Tract and WashingtonPost.com. We have all these abbreviations, and S A H M is stay at home mom, um, and there are a bunch of other variations like working at home mom or working mother, darling husband, D H, darling daughter, darling son. <laughs> because when you're you know when you're online, you're Love just always it, looking yeah. for good shortcuts. But the thing that we talked a lot about, particularly on my WashingtonPost.com blog, is that labels are really, they're dangerous and people don't like them. And women in particular, we hate labels and we hate being labeled. And the term stay-at-home mother is an absolutely ridiculous term because most stay-at-home moms are not at home very much. They're out running around like crazy. And they're not staying anywhere. Uh, so we, we tried for a long time to come up with a better term, but we, we never we honestly could never come up with one, although I, I think people are still trying. Well, that one works perfectly well because it really does um, help us to get ourselves adjusted to the idea that people do label us, whether we like it or right. not. And I think your, you know, your uh, tip about having self-confidence means seeing through that, and you also say be determined. You talk about asking for help. Let me just uh, pause there for a second. You see, writing a resume based on skills, not chronological promotions and achievements, but on skills is really important, uh, Important, and that helps project your confidence um, in the interviews. It and really does. You know, it, and moms worry so much about this. They say, well, you know, I have a five-year gap or a seven-year gap, and how am I going to kind of cover it up? And, you know, there, there's no point in covering it up. You know, people are going to ask and, you know, you need to be candid about the fact that you've been home with your kids. But you don't want it to look like a big gaping hole on your resume. And, um, you know, employers are really interested in what you can do going forward. And so that's where your focus has to be when you write a resume is what, what are my skills? What can I do? Um, so that I can make a convincing argument to an employer that I'm going to be a great contributor from day one. And one of the, the, the most interesting things that my research uncovered is that employers absolutely love hiring former stay-at-home moms because people who have taken that kind of detour in their professional life um, have let go of a lot of political baggage. They don't tend to care right. um, what floor they're on, who they report to, how big their office is, um, that kind of thing. They they usually want to get back to work to really work, and they're very focused because they want to get the job done and get back home to their children and their families. And so stay-at-home moms, from employers who regularly hire them, are very, very valuable, independent, low-maintenance employees. And um, it's, uh, just a great, it's a great selling point if you are one of those moms going back to work. Well, I can't tell you how what you just said struck me 
and I'm sure there's many people, um, both men and women, who are listening, who not only um, are, you know, perhaps uh, working with working moms, uh, but love working moms, who are working moms, who are thinking about working moms, who are saying, wow, I never thought about that. I'm going to be a great asset because the detour I took shows others that I let go of the politics and I'm coming back to get the real job done. Right, I know. It, it is, it's just that kind of kind of reframing the way that you look at yourself and your return to work and forgetting about whatever labels and stereotypes you've heard about. And, you know, it, it early, one of the reasons I wanted to specifically study this subject is I, I had heard so much in the media and just from other moms that mm-hmm. if you stayed home for more than a couple of months, you could never go back. And it just seemed like American employers couldn't be that stupid that uh, anybody could lose their skills within a few months. And I, I wor- looked really hard to try to find women who truly could not go back to work, and I couldn't find any. Everybody who really wanted to go back to work, as long as they were looking for full-time work, um, was able to find it much more quickly than they had expected. And I thought that that was very good news that really needed to be shared. Well, that's amazing, and that's only part of the amazing story that I'm sure you're going to share with us when we come back from this break about your new book, Crazy Love. So um, let's take a break. Audience, don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Today's guest is Leslie Morgan Steiner. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. 
sing that bedtime song. Rockabye baby by Newton's treetop. His first law of motion makes sure you won't stop. The same rules of physics apply to a ball. While gravity is a force that makes things fall. By the sixth grade, many girls lose interest in math and science. But it's never too early to set your daughter's future in motion. For some simple ideas, go to girlsgotech.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Girl Scouts of USA and Ad Council. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. This is your co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and we are talking to Leslie Morgan Steiner. She is the author of Mommy Wars and now her new book, Crazy Love. Now, we've been talking a lot about what you can do as a top performer to come back from being a working mom. We've talked about Leslie's own personal skills when she took over the uh, Washington Post and helped them turn that magazine around back in 2001. And, um, Leslie, I want to jump forward a little bit into your new book called Crazy Love. I'm sure we're going to get lots of questions and uh, email about the the mommy wars, but... um, this is a really touching subject. It's a, a memoir uh, of an abusive love, and uh, it came out in stores uh, just the end of March. Tell us a little bit about this, your relationship to this subject, and um, anything you want to share with our listeners that's going to be helpful. Well, Crazy Love is a memoir about my first marriage. I uh, was married when I was um, 23, uh, and I, my husband, who I loved very much, who I thought was the man of my dreams, started physically abusing me five days before our wedding. And he'd had a very troubled childhood. He had been really abused by his stepfather. But uh, I met him just a few months after I graduated from Harvard, and he had graduated from another Ivy League school. And we had a lot of promise in front of us, and I, I really was very deeply in love with him. And this crazy love is the story of what it's like inside an abusive marriage and how something, a relationship that seems like the best relationship on earth, can devolve into a really destructive, dangerous situation. And I actually started Crazy Love before Mommy Wars. I started it about 10 years ago, about five years after the abusive relationship had ended, because I really wanted to understand how anybody, but particularly myself, could have gotten you know, seduced into what turned into seduced and trapped in um, such a destructive um, relationship that had started out with all the trappings of um, a wonderful romance. And just like Mommy Wars, the the hallmark of Crazy Love is that it's a really honest book. Um, I don't, I'm honest about my own flaws and my own mistakes that I made, and I'm I'm honest about the the abuse and and what the kind of courage uh, and self-candor it took to get out of it. Well, what I I love about this book is, again, uh, your ability to transcend economic status, transcend labels, 
uh, transcend education boundaries. You know, we have many listeners, there's no doubt in my mind, who struggle with someone in their life who has been touched by this experience. And I know um, at your website, which I adore, uh, I cannot tell our listeners enough to go to your website and download your video, um, which is so gripping. It's you telling the story, and I um, I, I don't want to take anything away from you, so I, I'd love for you to talk about that. But in the video, you say 5.3 million women are abused and 2 million injuries are sustained from that abuse, including 1,300 deaths. Yep. Over three women a day are killed in the United States by intimate partner violence. And the the video, which is on my website, lesliemorgensteiner.com, it's also on, on YouTube, um, is a really short clip of me talking about my experience being a battered woman and reading a little bit from Crazy Love. And it has some of my wedding pictures and some other um, things on there that just kind of show what I was up against um, in terms of you know the the fairy tale versus what was really happening behind closed doors. Well, it's amazing because um, we meet wonderful professional people, both men and women, every day in our business. We walk by them in the hallways. We talk to them at the quote-unquote water cooler. We blog with them. We share boardrooms with them. And these are concerns that have never touched the light of day in a conversation unless we've known someone for some time. And, in fact, in, on your website you say, we all have secrets we don't reveal the first time we cross paths with others. This is mine. Right. It's really true. And I, you know, I think it's pretty hard to talk about you know, a destructive relationship, even if it wasn't as bad as mine. It, we, it's just not anybody's favorite thing to do. And it's certainly something that never came up in my professional life or even in my personal life. Um, but several years ago, I decided that I had an obligation to other women and children and, and some men, because men can be abused too, who were trapped in these relationships to be open about it. And I started several years ago, every time I spoke publicly, I would mention that I had been a battered wife because I just never knew who was going to help. And I, I tell you, Kathy, every single time I spoke, at least one person came up to me afterwards and said that they had been abused too or that they were currently being abused. And it was part of what led me to publish Crazy Love because I thought by telling my story without shame and without blame and without fear, I hopefully would be able to help other people to realize that this is a really common problem and that there is a lot of support in this country for being open about it and asking for help. And I think that stereotypes are extremely dangerous, whether you're labeling moms or you're labeling domestic violence victims. They're dangerous to the people they stereotype, and they're also dangerous to the people they do not stereotype. Because I don't fit, you know, what I would characterize as our society's stereotype of a domestic violence victim because I have such a fine education and I had a successful career when I was married to my first husband and we looked sort of like a golden couple. Um, I didn't think that this was domestic violence. I didn't think I was a battered wife. I thought I was in love with a very troubled man. And you can't ask for help unless you self-identify as somebody who needs help. And so it took me a really long time to ask for the help that I needed to get out of the marriage because it took me so long to realize that despite um, the stereotypes, I was a battered wife. And those stereotypes are so hard for us to hear. And it's, uh, I'm going to read D.D. Dee Dee Meyer's um, 
endorsement for the book. You know, we uh, so often um, put stereotypes on things that, that don't have the right meaning. And she says, I couldn't put it down. It's a must-read for anyone who has been there or knows someone who has or just wonders how emotional and physical abuse happens. Most importantly, Leslie's own life offers living, breathing proof that women can not only break these destructive bonds, but move on to build successful marriages, families, and careers. And, of course, Dee Dee Myers is not only the author of Why Women Should Rule the World, but she was the the, uh, press secretary for Clinton. Uh, during his administration, uh, and of course he had many labels. So it's it's interesting, fascinating, and absolutely deeply emotionally moving for all of us who connect with your story to to understand that this is it's a harrowing cautionary tale, but it should be read by every woman who thinks that um, that she could be at peril. Don't you don't you agree? I think so, and I think that you know we've all had even if we haven't been abused, we've all had a relationship that started out really wonderfully and then. Um, changed and became a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that anybody who has had something like that happen to them can understand how hard it is to leave. I also think that I, one thing that I really love about D.D. Meyer's quote is that it gets to part of the stereotype about family violence, which is that people who get trapped in a violent relationship can't get out, that it's really dangerous to leave, and that they're somehow kind of scarred for life. And that has not been my experience. I feel like I am stronger for the experience. I did. I don't. Would never want to repeat it, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. But I learned a lot from it. And since publishing Crazy Love, I've gotten hundreds of emails from other women and a few men who really identified with the story and told me their stories and went on to tell me about how they got a second chance and that they used that second chance really wisely and rebuilt their life. Uh, quite often to include uh, happy subsequent relationships and successful careers and good relationships for their children. And that's that doesn't make a very good headline. You know, uh, somebody who's been murdered makes a great headline, and that's what we hear about. But we don't hear about all these people who got a second chance and uh, and took it and are really living happy, successful lives now. And as a result of getting all these emails, I started something on my website called The Crazy Love Project, which is all these people sharing their stories. And so you can read story after story of, you know, teenagers who got out of bad relationships. Or I just got an email yesterday from a woman who left her abuser 47 years ago. Mm. And it just it's extraordinary to connect with so many people who have gone through the same thing and are being really open about it now. Well, it's an amazing journey, and we're going to come right back to talk a little bit more about how money and family matters do connect through Crazy Love and the Mommy Wars. And we will be right back. This is Leadership Development News. So come and listen to more. The Bottom Line in Business. Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and 
and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Homeowners, real estate investors, bankers, listen up and tune in to Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight, the show that breaks it all down and gives it to you straight. Are you at risk of foreclosure? Interested in buying a foreclosed property? Mark Bull has the answers to the questions you might forget to ask. Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight broadcast live on the Voice America Business Channel Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific. You can't afford not to tune in. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. I said come back and listen to more because this is one of those shows where more is never going to be enough. And I cannot express uh, my thanks to Leslie Morgensteiner for both of these books, not only for the top performers who are listening, but for all those who are touched by others who support them and who you would like to support in turn. And I would hope that you would also ask them to touch on Leslie's subjects at her website, www.lesliemorgan.com. And you can also go to the Crazy Love site and read um, all kinds of wonderful things about what's going on with this book. And Leslie was just talking about the Crazy Love Project. So let's come back to that. Well, when I started preparing to publish Crazy Love and I started building the website for it, I thought, you know, I want to make sure there's a space here for people who want to share their stories because I found it so empowering myself to take what had 
was a dark and terrifying time in my life as a young woman and turn it into a force for good. It's the, the, the best, most healing, exciting and empowering thing you can do if something bad has happened to you is to try to turn it into something that makes you feel really good about yourself. So I wanted to give other domestic violence survivors a place to come and share their stories. And so that's what we have with the Crazy Love Project on my website, uh, lesliemorgensteiner.com. Many women, most of them have chosen to share their stories anonymously, um, but you can use your real name if you want to. For me, it was really important to publish Crazy Love under my real name because I really wanted to make it clear, absolutely clear, that I'm not ashamed of what happened to me. Um, And I'm lucky because I don't have children with my ex-husband and I'm not financially dependent on him or culturally entangled with him. I'm not afraid of him, and it's been almost 20 years since I've talked to him. So I have a freedom that a lot of people don't have, but I wanted to use that freedom to communicate that domestic violence is not your fault and you don't have anything. You don't have to hide or hide your name. But it's a good place to come and read other people's stories and identify and also to see how domestic violence does happen to so many different people of different ages and different income levels and in different parts of the country and that there really is no stereotype um, that can capture the experience of being the victim of uh, intimate family violence. Now, um, what's on your horizon? And um, we talked a little bit about how people can get in touch with you, but are there ways that um, you you would uh, engage people, such as the public speaking or doing readings? What 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 is? Uh... I, I speak publicly um, at a range of different events, uh, corporate events, um, you know, uh, large book groups. I do book signings at bookstores, that kind of thing. I also speak at um, domestic violence fundraisers. Um, been really successful and a great way to give back to the people who helped me so much. Um, and also on my site, you can share your story. And my email address is on my website. And as I said earlier, I get a lot of emails from people, and I love them, and I respond right away. <laughs> And um, I just, I really love hearing other people's stories. It's part of what made Mommy Wars so special, was hearing the 26 women who are in Mommy Wars tell their stories. But also over the years, I've talked to literally hundreds of moms about how they juggle work and family. And the same thing is happening with Crazy Love, is that I've talked to hundreds of women and uh, even a few men about their experiences with uh, domestic violence and getting out. Now, if there's... um if there's another book that's in you at this point, has it shown itself? You know, I think that Mommy Wars is about motherhood and Crazy Love is about marriage or relationships. And the the next general broad topic I would love to tackle is what it's like to be a teenage girl growing up in America. Um, I just think it's a very interesting time that adolescence, particularly for girls, is a time of great empowerment and Um, you know, it's just a very exciting time to realize what's happening to your body and what's happening to you, and I'd like to explore that subject um, myself. So I think that's probably what's next, but frankly, right now I'm still pretty focused on Crazy Love and Mommy Wars. I can imagine. Um, You know, it seems like Crazy Love's been a huge success. Have you had a lot of feedback from the market? I have it. I was very fortunate that, much to my surprise, Crazy Love debuted at number 14 on the New York Times bestseller list of the first week that it came out. Beautiful. And it spent three weeks on that list and um, has done, you know, it, I think people really understand that it's not, it, it's an ugly subject, but it's not an ugly book. And um, it's a very good read 
it goes quickly. I tried to make it as short as possible because I didn't want to intimidate people and have them think that it was um, a really difficult book to read. I don't think it's a difficult book. I think it's in many ways a really exciting book um, to realize that you can a relationship can take you over, but you can get yourself back too if you have enough courage and enough luck and enough um, uh, self-honesty. And it appears to me that given your expertise at being able to write for the general public that these do read very easily like almost um, kind of like magazine articles so that you know you don't have to be uh, a Harvard business uh, educated person to to get it to understand it to feel it and to feel connected to it well I think crazy love is a really accessible book um, I wrote it I've tried as much as I could to try to capture what it was like to be me in my early 20s, having just graduated from Harvard, having a great job at Seventeen Magazine in New York, and meeting this man on the subway who I thought was the love of my life. So I think it reads like you're a 22-year-old again. Um, That's what I tried to do with it. And people, everybody who tells me that they've read it, they they all have the same story, that they they picked it up and put it down, and they stayed up until 2 in the morning reading it because it is, it's, um, it's fascinating. I mean, even to me now, even though it was my life, it's, uh, you know, it's amazing to see how you can get into this psychological trap of crazy love and then what, what it takes to get out of it. Well, not only that, but the crazy love that we have for our jobs, for our careers, <laughs> right. for the passion of serving community. You know, crazy love is it's an emotional connection we have to something. And, you know, in our books uh, on happiness, we talk about the happiness traps. And often, you know, I could see crazy love being one of those top happiness traps like wanton wanting or circling the career track or perfectionism, right? I, I think that it's really, it's really true that... Uh, especially in our society, we don't have a great sense of moderation. And anything in excess can take you over, whether it's working too much or becoming too sort of fanatically into raising your kids or becoming too fanatically into one person. And I have done all of those things. And I think that there's a great happiness in finding balance in your life. And I hope that both Mommy Wars and Crazy Love can help people find that kind of balance. And um, there's something about memoir, about writing memoir and reading memoirs, that is a lot like therapy, and that it gives you a lot of insights into your own life and into how you want your life to be. And I, my deepest wish is that reading Mommy Wars and reading Crazy Love is able to serve that purpose for readers. And not only that, but they get the joy of going to On Balance, um, to the Daily Washington Post online column about what you do, I guess, and um, and what you know and hearing yep, more. Is that accurate? A lot of a lot of fun. And I also have a, a weekly column on a site called Mommy Tract, which is a great site. It's a it's for moms or anybody who wants to understand motherhood and or to manage the chaos of Ah uh, no I don't have to Well, you know, I am amazed at the breadth of experiences that you have. Uh, I love uh, everything that you write about and the passion that uh, comes across in your writing uh, around these subjects. 
and I know our listeners are going to want more. Um, so I hope that they will come to your sites uh, on Mommy Tract and On Balance. I hope that they'll come to www.lesliemorgensteiner.com and keep up with you and all the wonderful things that you're doing in the world. And I do hope you do write that book on what it's like to be a teenager. Um, and I do think that both men and women of all ages, of all generations, and of all socioeconomic uh, status can understand more about each other by those who are gifted like you um, who can share those, um, let's call them on-balance practices for all of us. <laughs> yes. And so I, I just very much look forward to seeing you again and hearing more from you in the future. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. I really appreciate you having me on. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation with Leslie Morgan Steiner. As I said, she's the editor of the L.A. Times bestselling Mommy Wars and writes On Balance, which is a popular daily Washington Post online column about working motherhood. Her newest book, Crazy Love, is out in stores, ranked number 14. It's first week out on the, uh, boy, on the bestseller list. She's a frequent national television radio guest on NBC's Today Show, so try to keep up with her. I will. Take good care. Till next time, this is Leadership Development News. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. 